0: Hey guys, welcome to the Women's Business Workshop podcast. I'm your host, Robin Walker, business coach, speaker, and accountability group leader. Here, female entrepreneurs and business owners like yourself can find support getting more focused and strategic in your business so you can bring in more profit and do more of the things you love. This is the third episode of a series about ideal client, how to narrow it down so that you can attract clients easier and more often. Today is a coaching call with Impact Business Circle member Jen Feltz. Jen is a wellness professional looking to narrow down her ideal client and create a program that fits their needs and her expertise. Listen in on how we work through deciding what client is the best fit for her lifestyle and her expertise and what offers she can create to fit their needs and give a killer transformation. We even got into talking about how to incorporate the things we discussed into strategic content to attract that right buyer. So much gold in this episode, you guys. Things that you can apply directly to your business. I kept thinking that we were done with the conversation and then another great discussion would happen. So tune in to the end and then you can hear how you can grab one of these coaching sessions for yourself. Today, we have a special guest. Jen Feltz is a member of the Impact Mastermind Group, and we're going to be coaching today, talking about ideal client and how to combine different components of a business into one cohesive offer and how to attract people to that offer. Thanks for being on the show, Jen. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. All right, so why don't you tell people uh, what you do and just kind of tell who you've served and what kind of offers you have for them. I'm a wellness professional
1: and I focus on fitness and yoga and essential oils as a way for people to have a clean and natural wellness
0: support. Excellent, okay. So have you used the those two different services together or do you keep them separate as two separate services so like oils for some customers and yoga for other customers
1: well it depends on the client and what their needs are if they're coming to me individually or in a group setting Um, the businesses specifically are technically separate but Mm -hmm. they can be and sometimes are combined when it makes sense sure in a group setting have you used the oils before I, in a group setting, I keep it a little bit general because you never know who's coming into the space. So sometimes I will diffuse a little bit before a class. Okay. um, But otherwise I don't usually um, bring it in because it's so individualized.
0: Sure. But with one-on-one clients, you've suggested things.
1: Yes. It would be really complimentary during a one-on-one. Okay. Perfect.
0: So in the past, it sounds like the businesses are pretty much separate although you could, and we can talk about um, combining them more in more of an aligned offer. As far as your ideal client in the past, if we just focus on yoga, what types of people have paid you easily? So it feels like a really easy sale. They come back, you know, over and over again, but it also was a really great experience for you as well. Is there a certain type of person that you've worked with in the past that would kind of fit that description?
1: Um, Well, this is why it's important for me to be speaking with you to niche this down a little bit. Sure. I am, I seem to be really attracting a senior citizen market. Okay. um, Or a senior citizen clientele. Um, But I used to work in a corporate setting and in a that's how I learned to teach yoga for the masses because you never know who was coming to those classes. So I have taught yoga for uh, younger athletic types of people who wanted to really to sweat and to move in yoga. And I've also taught for seniors, not in a specific senior chair yoga type of setting, but they have been a very active group of seniors that are very able And mobile and able to do a pretty moderate type Mm -hmm. of yoga
0: and out of those three the corporate the athletes and the senior citizens which one do you feel like is the most natural fit for you based on your personality your experience what you do with your yoga not athletes okay I I could check athletes off the list Okay. I do really
1: love working for senior, with seniors. I, I don't know that that's the niche market that
0: I want to go towards. So out of corporate and senior citizens, um, I know you've worked in different scenarios. So you had at a corporate setting, and then you've also worked for rec departments, correct? Mm, correct. So those are very different groups of people in very different settings. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about how that felt working in the two different environments?
1: Well, I started working in a corporate setting right out of college. And I would, because it was a corporate setting, I would literally have 20-year-olds and 65-year-olds in the same class. So I learned to teach to all body types and all fitness levels. Um, So I give a lot of modifications because of that. And I can work with a lot of different sorts of people because of that. Um, And then working in the rec department, because those classes are scheduled during the daytime, they Mm -hmm. tend, I believe that's why they attract the senior market because of the time of day that they're offered.
0: Sure. And it's really important to note that distinction when people are thinking about who has paid them in the past. A lot of it has to do with where you're showing up. So if someone says, oh, well, I always get this type of person, but it's not the best fit. It might be because of where they're marketing, what speaking engagements they're happening. And like for you, you have very different situations. So you have different people that show up in the room. Is there someone within those spaces that you felt really connected with or like that your skills could really give them a really big transformation? If I could give you a two-part we're narrowing it down, but it's a two part answer
1: is, is I, I do really enjoy working with seniors because I am able to modify a lot. So I feel like they really get a lot of value and they appreciate what I have to offer, but who I feel most attracted to working towards are people honestly like myself, who are moms who have worked, who have put themselves last for so long and they are kind of finally coming back to, um, fitness regime, whether it's fitness or yoga.
0: Okay, that's good to know. And with the senior citizens, something you could always do is have your ideal client, whoever they are, and that is who is helping pay the bills. That's who's bringing in your revenue. And then when you reach a certain point of profit, you can say, you know, I'm still going to teach a senior citizens class pro bono. That could be kind of part of your mission to add that you know, just as a fun part of your business that you like working with them, but it might be a little harder where the other market you mentioned about moms that are like you, that might be an easier sell. And we can even still narrow that down even further. That makes sense. I like that. If we're talking about the woman that you described, tell me a little more about that person.
1: So if we're talking about women who are kind of that, 35, 40-ish age. I feel like when you get to that point, you've been working, you've been career oriented, you've had a child or two or three. And I feel like moms, working moms, I feel like are an underserved population. I don't feel like they're supported well postpartum. And I feel like that just starts the slippery slope of, of constantly putting themselves last. And constantly taking care of everybody else first and all of a sudden 10 years go by and you look back and you feel like, what happened to me? What happened to my body? What happened to my own workout routine? So that's the, that's the market I'm really feeling driven to serve because mm-hmm. I feel like it's underserved and I feel like it's so important.
0: Okay. I like that it's somewhere you've been to so that you can offer your personal experience as well that you've been in their shoes. Let's talk about the age range a little bit is 35, 40 ish. That's what you mentioned. So if they did have kids, they'd probably be pretty little. Mm -hmm. Are you looking more at that uh, phase of life versus someone like I'm in my mid 40s and my kids are teenagers. So I act now I'm starting to think about myself a little Mm -hmm. bit. Yeah, But back then, I really did not. And I should have. Exactly. <laughs> I and I, I, think I, that's why,
1: I think that's why I feel a little attracted to the 35 to 40, because I—I I, it's kind of a, I wish I knew then what I know sure. now. Sort of but you're right. It's not really the, it may not be quite the right time yet. They may not have the resources or the time or the support that they will have once kids are in school and they have a little bit more downtime. So ideally, I think the
0: probably the more ideal client is in her 40s. I know a lot of people are having kids at an older age as Mm -hmm. well than they did when we were having kids. So if we're looking at someone in their 40s, you like focusing on someone who is working in some capacity. I do think it's a different target if they're home with their kids all day or if they're at the office and they get home at five thirty or 6 and mm-hmm. somebody's got to cook dinner and it, it is a is they're both hard <laughs> for mm-hmm. sure but I think yeah. your marketing I think it will be easier to create content if you kind of gear more towards one or the other mm-hmm. okay so
1: if you could help me work through this because sure. where I'm feeling is that what I like about this, more of the stay-at-home mom is that they have daytime availability. So that's maybe a selfish thing that I'm feeling that I have my family and I would prefer to work during daytime hours as well. Sure. So I, it's possible that stay-at-home moms have more of the availability, the time, of uh, not time availability as much as that they're not working during the day, that they don't have the work commitment to work around. However, the working mom is more likely to have the resources to pay me. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, so I feel like I'm a little in the middle on that.
0: I think it's important to pay attention to what you want to do as well, because mm-hmm. this is your business. Yeah. And if you want to work you know, eight to five or whatever your hours would be during the week and on weekdays only, then you should choose an ideal client that has that availability. Mm-hmm. If you chose a client that you love serving, but you always have to work at night and you have to miss your kids things, you're going to end up getting resentful and you're not mm-hmm. going to be excited for the new sales because it means now you have to miss out on things that maybe you wanted to be a part of. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's important to, to pay attention to that. Yeah. And I'm, you know, as you're
1: talking, I'm remembering back to working in the corporate setting when it, obviously it depends on where you work and what your work flexibility is. But where I, in the corporate setting I was working in, the people that would be the ones who would have the means to pay me would be people who really have flexibility between 11 and 1.30 to take lunch breaks. So if I'm working with people virtually, it's possible that that could work sure. out. Um, and it seems like virtual is the way things certainly are currently and may
0: right. continue even. Well, and people. you you can build your business right now away, around the way things are. Mm-hmm. And then you can always add in-person services or other options as that becomes available, but I would definitely not wait based on, well, I can't do that yet. And right. you know, just base it on where we're at right now. And if you don't mind virtual, mm-hmm. then that might be a great clientele. Yeah. And focusing and I- on the corporate client and you could come up with a cool like lunch break yoga or something where maybe it's one on one.
1: hmm I like that.
0: And it's the private in the privacy of their own office or I'm not sure if, you know, some people run home for lunch or how that works or if they Mm -hmm. have a space or maybe then when things open up, you can offer that to small businesses that you can come in and do, Mm -hmm. you know, if they have enough employees to make it worth your while, you could offer some lunchtime yoga or come in early. Mm
1: -hmm. One thing I like about the virtual and targeting corporate is that, When I was offering wellness coaching prior, it was a lot easier to stay on task when it was a phone coaching versus someone came to my office or I went to theirs. When it was in person, it became a lot more chatty and harder to stay Mm -hmm. on task. And when it was phone coaching, it was just really targeted and we were able to kind of get to the meat of what we were trying to get after. Um, So it was more efficient. I do like that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. So let's talk about what kind of struggle these women have and what offer you could put together combining the yoga and the oils and the other component we talked about that I'll let you explain. Let's talk about what we can offer them. What would be the struggle or the thing that you would really want to help them work through? Well, I think that when it comes to wellness and or fitness, let's just
1: put fitness into the same bucket as wellness. Yes, sure. So when, when it comes to wellness, the, one of the biggest complaints about not, not doing what they know they need to do is time. And I think that that is really more about lack of prioritizing the time and not putting it in the schedule. I think the struggle is in finding time, but also in scheduling it and having conversations about prioritizing it. I think there's value in spending some time to find out why why she hasn't put it on her schedule yet, why she hasn't brought herself to the top of her priority list. Um, I like the idea of working through the struggle of lack of time okay. and efficiency. If she's a working mom, finding the most efficient way to address her level of well-being. Okay.
0: So if we reword that as... The words that your client would say is, I don't have, I don't have enough time to exercise. I'm Mm -hmm. too tired. I have too many things I need to do. So those are the words she would be saying. So we want to find a way to break down what that really means Mm -hmm. and then what you can offer to solve that. So I don't have enough time to exercise, which really means I'm not prioritizing fitness. I'm not making fitness a priority. Mm -hmm. They're not gonna say that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We all know it. (laughs) We all know it, but we're not gonna say it. We're gonna say that we're too busy and we don't have enough time for fitness Mm -hmm. or wellness. Wellness can be taken in so many different ways. So I'll probably just use the word fitness or exercise just uh, for clarity. So if their struggle is they don't prioritize fitness, so your answer should include components of accountability, guidance, helping them stay on track, and helping, helping to make it easy to make the time, to prioritize the time. Mm-hmm. So what kind of offer could you put together that's unique? Because anyone can offer one-on-one yoga. I mean, I'm sure there's 52 million different types of yoga. hmm and every yoga instructor is gonna bring a different personality, a different set of skills to the table. So what is different about you and what can you offer that's gonna make you stand out?
1: I really like, I would say it's my specialty to meet with someone and to take the time to find out where they are. So we have to know where you're starting from first and then so a also consultation yes a consultation type setting. okay discovery or you know taking the time to find out where they are and where they want to go and then then the conversation is how are we going to progress in that direction and I really put a lot of emphasis on progressing because it's not going to be 100 percent perfection right out of the gates So we want to just, no, no, (laughs) no, you don't
0: don't just, not just one, one, I can't sign up for one lesson and
1: no, not unless you want to lose all
0: the weight right away. No, unless
1: you want to set yourself up for failure. right We want to set up for success. So we start just
0: working on progress in the direction they want to go. Okay. And then you had also said that you are very good at modifications. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to use a different word and more about a customized experience. Yes. I like that. It's not a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. The beauty is you can charge more for a customized experience
1: Mm -hmm.
0: when it's one size fits all. And here's my video on YouTube and everyone can just watch it. That's, they're not getting any personal attention. Same with a group class. Mm-hmm. You can show a couple modifications I'm guessing, but it's not based on their body type mm-hmm. or their daily activity level or any of that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. I absolutely don't believe in one size fits all.
0: Perfect. And I
1: <laughs> I think that is another way that people are set up for failure is when they mm. think I I guess part of what I want to do in my as my life's mission is redefine wellness as in that people aren't looking at wellness or their goal as being perfect model body at the end, but instead it's coming as you are and knowing that you're good enough right now, you're worthy of putting in the time mm-hmm. and hiring somebody to support you right now. And I, I, I want to work into the system or into what I offer. I love like the concept of self-love and body love, because if you loved your body, you would treat it better. So I think we need to come into a place where I want to help people realize like you need to love your body right now as it is and you can still work on improving it. That that concept is really important to me to build into what I'm offering or maybe okay. just kind of part of my brand.
0: I think it's part of your brand and we can build it into your content. I just took a couple notes that I think will be I I think what you just said is exactly your brand. Okay. And I think that's important to get on paper. So at some point, I would do a brain dump with all of that, with what you stand for, how you want people to feel during, after. All those words are going to be a part of your content.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: To share who you are and why you're different than the yoga lady in the room next door. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think what you just said makes it more appealing because there's a lot of grace in your voice when you're talking about how you want to work with your clients. Mm -hmm. And I think there's so much shame in that industry, at least from an outsider. Mm -hmm. So I think what you're offering and just your personality is going to make you stand out just Mm -hmm. for that alone, but we should get it on paper too. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I think, I think women need to have grace with themselves too. So if, if we're developing a customized program, I want to know, are you a, a VIP in a corporate setting who is crazy stressed all the time? Because if that's right. who you are, then you don't want to beat yourself up in a hard boot camp class. You instead want to mm. maybe go for a gentle walk or focus on yoga. Or maybe if you are really stressed, you want to burn that stress off with five minutes of intense cardio and strength and then ease off. But you know you need to be kind to your body or you're going to mess up your hormones and you're not going to get the results you want
0: anyway. Okay. That would be a great blog post too, by the way, Mm -hmm. about matching your yoga session with your current emotional status. Yeah.
1: It's almost like, like strategizing, like, okay. I mean, I could do this for clients, but I would love them to learn how to do it for themselves, to take a little bit of, take a little inventory of how they're doing today.
0: Yeah, that could all be part of uh you and I had talked in the past about adding a coaching or mentor or guidance component to mm-hmm. the yoga. So it's not just, hey, I'll show up on Zoom, we do yoga, and that's the end, that there's a program along with it. And yeah. what you've mentioned, I've kind of put it into some bullet points mm-hmm. that you could possibly put into an offer. Mm-hmm. So a consultation where you're taking their baseline information, their mm-hmm. activity level, uh, their stress levels, just learning more about them. And that might be a one-on-one Zoom call, mm-hmm. doing some goal setting, coming up with a progress plan. And I use the word progress. Ooh, I love that. And then a customizable experience. So I'm not sure how that, if that could, that's just more marketing, but um, definitely including that this is a customized plan
1: mm-hmm. just
0: for you. Your sessions will be created based on your current stress and uh, you could tie in career. You could say based on your work and home current scenarios or based on your stress level or based. you could come up with words better than me for that what that would look like Mm -hmm. but I think it's important to say that not everyone's going to go through the same plan you will have your template of the steps you're going through and the different options I would maybe come up with to start a handful of like this is the path for or this is a great session for someone who fits a b or c where you can kind of so you're not reinventing the wheel every single time you have a new client Mm -hmm. but I think this sounds like a high-end offer for someone that is willing to pay for it and not just go to a $12 rec class, but wants the entire experience. Mm -hmm. And if you can do it over lunch hour and that's really easy for them accountability wise, because no little kid's gonna walk in. Yeah. (laughs) Ideally, maybe their boss, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So that could be part of the consultation is where can we do these sessions for you? That could also be a part of, so in your content you want to address any obstacles that someone might have to booking a session with you or mm-hmm. booking a consultation with you so talking ahead of time about where dif- where people might have these sessions
1: mm-hmm.
0: So if someone's like, well, I work in an office building, I can't leave for lunch and do this in the grass. (laughs) So I'm not going to sign up, but you want to address that ahead of time in your content about creative places to do yoga while you're at the office. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a blog post or a Facebook post, but that way they, that's not an obstacle anymore because you've already given them all these different suggestions. Mm -hmm. So then within that, would you have yoga, every time you meet? So once you have the consultation, would you have sessions where part of it is the check-in, some coaching, and yeah, then w- you'd have yoga after? I would love it to be
1: multidimensional that customized depending on the particular day. So what I would ideally like is that we, if I'm doing a session with someone, and let's, this, this is after the discovery call, so we've already mm-hmm. kind of gotten that part taken care of, that I'm able to come and I start with a check-in with uh, almost the accountability from the prior weeks. How have things been going for you and how are you doing today? And then based on that, we can work into, um, I I will show up with a plan in mind, but be able to pivot as necessary Mm -hmm. depending on how their day is going. So we could potentially, we could actually do some personal training together um, or meal planning, if that's the need. If they're feeling stressed, maybe this is where we work in some essential oil conversations and what um, essential oils or protocols they can work into their week to help with stress management. And if there's a need, I always love finishing with yoga because if, if we have done some fitness, then yoga can kind of work as your stretch Mm -hmm. at the end. So it can, it can stretch the muscles that were worked. And also it can kind of start to bring down the nervous system and let people
0: kind of leave feeling very grounded and calm. Mm -hmm. Sure. I like the idea of, yeah, an accountability check-in, then setting intentions. And that's where you can fill in the blank based on how they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then the yoga session at the end. Mm -hmm. I like that
1: and we haven't really talked about this much but there's the fitness component there is the yoga component and there's oils and other than what i just said about meal planning we haven't really talked much about food or other aspects of wellness but i could see a session including more of the conversations about almost life coaching like if if i'm working with a client who's really stressed it may be that that day the conversation switches to organizing your life in a way that's going to help manage stress a little bit better. So kind of whole person, I guess, a very holistic approach to working with people.
0: Yes. And I would just be cautious that if you want the program to be very clear Mm -hmm. that these are like the three things we're doing. So I don't want to get too broad. Yeah. I think these are the three things that we're doing. Mm Mm-hmm that are going to help you with your transformation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then you can always add on a bonus session or a different offer that's like a one-off with, and and it's not saying you wouldn't talk about diet. You know, if if you said, well, what did you eat for breakfast? And she said, I had a Coke and that's all (laughs) I've had all day and it's noon. Then obviously that's a natural conversation, but I wouldn't maybe get into spending a whole session on meal planning if she showed up wanting yoga and, right. and then leaves and goes back to work and is like, now I feel more overwhelmed because I have to come up with a meal plan. But you could offer that you have a standalone meal plan one hour call. And it's $97 Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And you say, if that's something you ever want to work on, we can, you know, have a call sometime when you're at home and you can look in your pantry and we can be on Zoom or FaceTime or whatever. But I would have that as a separate, very clear either bonus or offer Mm -hmm. just because people want to know what they're paying for yes, and they want to get what they thought they paid for. So if you start adding in too much, it's going to be too overwhelming of an offer. And you and I have talked before about how the people you want to work with, they haven't put themselves first in a long time. Mm -hmm. So if all of a sudden you're telling them 42 different things they need to change in the marketing, that's going to be really overwhelming. Right. So you want it to feel easy that I'm going to show up and it's going to be easy and I'm going to be able to handle it. If they think they don't have enough time to exercise, they definitely think they don't have time to meal plan and do all the other things. So I would just be very clear on what, what you're, what they're paying for. Mm -hmm. Okay. So at this point I would maybe focus more on the yoga and the fitness and that's what they're missing. So if you're targeting former athletes or people who have been active in the past, and just haven't been because of work, and they want to get back into it, Mm -hmm. it's probably going to be an easier sell than someone who's never exercised before. That would be a different program. Right. So this is more of a getting back to feeling energetic physically, and getting back to not sure what word you'd want to use, but getting back to feeling good physically, or Do you feel like there's not
1: negativity or I should stay away from, I, am always drawn to finding yourself because I feel like women get a little lost.
0: Um, I feel like it's not very measurable and it's not like you can't really promise someone they're going to find themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a little more vague for people to pay money for. Mm -hmm. Okay. I feel like people will pay money if it's more of a black and white thing they're going to get. You may help them do that, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you have to say that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And maybe is that
1: something that I could make or put in my like content box that I could do a blog post or something about that that feeling of kind of losing yourself. I but, think, but lo- it's not
0: in my marketing for the offer. Right. I think losing yourself is definitely something you can talk about for sure. So we have a couple more minutes, but I just want to include a couple things you said that were your words that I think are really great to put into content. So what I would do once we can meet again and and go over your actual offer, what it includes, what the price would be, how to market it. It's important to have your content match your ideal client and what their struggle is. Sometimes people just throw content out there, well, it's wellness but we really want to hone in on that when your ideal client sees that blog post or that Facebook post, it feels like you are talking directly to them, that they're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, this is me. Is she in the room? How mm-hmm. did she know this is how I'm feeling? And so that's why it's really important to have a very clear ideal client before you create your content.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: a few words you said, the, the, it's not a one size fits all. That's something that you could talk about, how wellness and fitness is not a one-size-fits-all situation. And just Mm -hmm. because your neighbor walked 6,000 steps uphill doesn't mean that that's the right exercise for your body type and your stress level. And also, you had mentioned that the one-size-fits-all idea can really set you up for failure. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's a great conversation. And you talked about body love. Yes. I think there's a lot to that. That could be a good podcast interview Mm -hmm. with the right audience Mm -hmm. where you're talking about why women are so hard on themselves and how we can turn that around and why body love is important. Mm -hmm. And then the last one, just you had talked about not having the goal be looking like a supermodel. Mm-hmm. So, maybe something about creating your own finish line. Oh, I like that. Or something to that effect where it's my finish line will look different than someone else's. Mm-hmm. And then also what you talked about progress. And so, somehow, just so those two things aren't competing with each other with having a finish line and progress. So, if there's a way you can maybe talk about those things. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah. And that's more of the finish line is bringing up for me. I used to do track and field.
0: So I'm thinking sure. like this is a marathon, not a sprint sort of. Yeah. Concept. And, and the fact that you've been an athlete in the past and you may be now too, we haven't discussed your <laughs> current athletic endeavor and <laughs> but that's a great way to tie in stories that you remember from your sports history That you can tie into conversations or blog posts so that the person reading it is then thinking of their previous sports experiences. And so it gives you something where you guys can relate to each other. Mm -hmm. Where if someone has never exercised and is not interested in exercising, that article is not going to resonate with them, Mm -hmm. which is actually a good thing because that's not your ideal client. You want someone that's been out for a few years and is ready to get back to being active Mm -hmm. so those are just and we can we can organize those more so you have like clear buckets of content so it's either this this or this and the different topics that can fit inside of there we can set up a time to talk about that Mm -hmm. as well but I've given you a lot to think about yes you have thank you (laughs) So I always like to do an action step or two. Usually I just say one step, but since we covered so much, uh, we could talk about a couple. What do you feel like would be your first step after this call?
1: Is there such a thing as kind of writing out who your client is, like almost like a story or a pretend
0: biography of who she is? Some people do that. Some people create their avatar and give it a name. And um, if that's something you want to do, you could definitely do that. I think it's also good to have description that could maybe fit on like a regular size post-it or a smaller piece of paper that you can post somewhere that keeps it very clear. So when you just look at it, you remember exactly who you're talking to. When it gets too elaborate, I feel like then we, in our brain, it kind of gets, blends in with a lot of different things and it's easy to, it's easy to kind of forget who exactly we're talking to.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So you could definitely do that and then you could condense it onto a smaller post-it or something that you can see regularly. Mm
1: -hmm. So when
0: I say, who's your ideal client, you got it right there. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. As you're speaking, I feel like I don't need to go through the big avatar process. So I like the idea of writing down a condensed, who is my ideal client and having Mm -hmm. that on a note card.
0: And if you want to do demographics with how old, where she might live, um, that's another thing we didn't talk about, but you could think about that is, do you want to focus more on local Mm -hmm. companies so that when things do open up, Mm -hmm. you could go in in person, that's going to matter for if you do any Facebook ads, or you want to do speaking engagements, you want to stick with local networking groups, or if you're going to be contacting companies, Mm -hmm. then you're going to want to stick with more local. Mm -hmm. Okay, So something you could include for now into your, your avatar. Okay. So I think the first step I would agree with you is to document exactly who you'd like to serve and it doesn't mean you won't serve other people but that's your dream client mm-hmm. right okay I think that's a great like first that. step why don't we just stick with that one first okay when would you like to have that done
1: I would like to have that done before the end of the day okay. and I think that's realistic I like it. yeah All right. I can't-
0: just stay in your space you're in <laughs> right now so everyone <laughs> stay thinks in my you're, closet everyone thinks you're still you're still on your call Uh, We joke, we always like to do that after our mastermind calls or co working. We don't, if there's anyone home, we don't tell them that the call's (laughs) over. We just keep working. (laughs) I like that. Okay, so you are going to document your ideal client by the end of the day. And then I would love it if you would message me or Mm -hmm. post in the impact group when you complete that. Okay, I will do that. For accountability. Thank you. All right. Well, we got through a lot. We did. Thank you. Yes. Would you like to share where people can find you? Yes. Currently, I am on
1: Facebook. You can find me at Jen Feltz-Oil Inspired. And also, you can find me at Jen Feltz Wellness.
0: All right. Excellent. All right, Jen. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And thank oh. you for sharing your story and your business with the listeners. I know people will glean some wisdom from our conversation.
1: Thank you. I appreciate your time and insights.
0: Always a pleasure, Jen. If any of you listeners would like to have a coaching session like Jen just had, where we can really dive deep into your business and what direction you want to head for 2021, I would love to invite you to set up a session with me and I'd love to offer you a coupon to make that even easier for you to register. If you sign up for our free podcast email club at bit.ly forward slash WBW podcast, you'll receive one voucher to get 50% off a coaching session that you can use before the end of 2020. It is for a full session which is about what we did here so we can get a ton done. Imagine what kind of clarity you could have by the end of that session. I will put that in the show notes for you guys. And thank you for listening. I appreciate you all and go get back to work.